Hello, and welcome back to The Better Hustle with Brittany Anderson. Y'all, I am so excited. Y'all know I'm always excited to bring you some value on a podcast, but today I have a very, very, very special guest with me here today on The Better Hustle with Brittany Anderson, my girl, Jenny Elizabeth. Y'all, if you do not know her, you are about to. You're about to stalk her on every single platform she is available on because I can guarantee you she is about to bring you the fire, okay? She is a fur mama of three. She is a girlfriend, pure heart of gold living in dallas texas i don't know if i have any texas listeners but you will definitely be able to know she is from dallas texas y'all she is a boss that inspires me every single day to love harder and make an even bigger impact on the people around me jenny's journey of self-belief has been absolutely incredible to watch unfold she's been in network marketing for a little over a year and is already seeing massive growth and success and i know that this is just the beginning for her so it's very hard for me personally to find people that can keep up with my drive and my work ethic and my desire to impact this world but let me tell you this woman has blown me away i feel like it's been two days since we've met each other and I feel like it's been 10 years like all in the same time frame I don't know if you can relate to that Jenny but I could honestly talk about her for hours on how much I love and adore her and how much she inspires me but we are here to hear from her and to have her share her story with you guys um, on how she became an accidental network marketer and just really share her life story um, with you guys. So I know we will definitely get into the accidental network marketer part of her story, but I just want to let her rip and share her heart with you guys. So without further ado, I would love to welcome Jenny Elizabeth to the line. How are you doing, Jenny? What is going on? My gosh, what an introduction. I literally feel that same way. And let me tell you, like, my whole life, I have been around people that are so talented and could do amazing things. And I've always been like, you should do this and you should do this and you should go with it. And you were really one of the first people in my life that I just met. And I was like, I don't have to say anything. This woman literally knows how good she is. And she's going for it. Like she believes full force in herself. And I came into Brittany's life, like not at the beginning of her whole experience and all of this, but I came in right at the perfect moment for me because she, I was like, yes, that's my girl. Like, I don't know you yet. You scare me, but I love you. And I'm so excited because I don't have to say one thing to be like, girl, believe in yourself. There's like no like wiggle room. It's like, let's go. I believe here we go. We're on a mission. So um, that is one thing that I just absolutely love. And it, it's, it's just finding somebody that hustles at the same level and wants that bigger vision, even when it's like, okay, it's hard to see. All right. It's hard to see, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop. I'm going to dig through that muddy water and I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on going. I don't really see. I don't really see because one day I'm going to hit the ocean. The rivers lead to the oceans. Like that's where it goes and it's going to be clear. So um, it's just been such a really an, a big inspiration and love being on this journey with you. So um, I will just, if I could just like go from the get go um, and just start ripping on some things. I'm going to open my blinds so that my cat can go outside. So I'm sorry if you guys just <laughs> got that noise. Um, Her mom life. <laughs> oh, yeah, she said it, you know, of three. And you can't, you know, tell the, the, the cat to be quiet. They just don't listen like that. So um, I would just tell you, like, being in this journey has finally given me an avenue to succeed in the levels that I have always been meant to succeed at. And I have been literally, I feel like put, you know, like when you put your, your nails to a chalkboard and that sound, 
that's what I feel like with like all opportunities. Like, it's like, oh, this, I am digging in so, I am digging in, I am digging in, I am digging in. And that is not the sound that I am looking for. <laughs> that is not what I want. Um, but I'm doing, I'm literally putting in the work. I am writing, I'm doing the things, like I'm moving, I'm grooving. And it's just like, and I have worked, like y'all, I have hustled in my life. And I have never, ever, ever until this opportunity been given the opportunity to to literally succeed at every single thing it feels like everything I've ever done has led up to this opportunity and I didn't look for this like this Brittany said it's an accident straight up so I, I that that's where I'm starting like y'all sometimes we just do things in life and it leads us to unexpected corners. And then when we turn that corner, we got to run because it's an opportunity that's a, like, will change your life. Yes, I love it. I already have chills already. I'm already taking notes. I'm like, oh God, where's my notebook? I got to write things down. Um, so I would love for you, you kind of gave us a little sneak peek, but I would love for you to really just expand on your story and kind of dig a little bit deeper into how you became an accidental network marketer and kind of even what led you up to that point in your life as well. Um, we'd love to hear more about that. Well, okay. So accidental network marketer, <laughs> let's just start with that. Right. So we have an amazing product that my boyfriend watched his friend make a lot of money selling. Okay. And he, he wanted in on the money part. Right. And so he's like, Oh, I know she's trying to do this whole keto thing. I'm gonna give her some ketones and that's it. She's going to be my first customer. And then I'm a recruiter and she, she going to just do it. And I said no to everything. I said, I don't want any of whatever you are offering, Sarah. Like, no. And what was funny, he's like, we're going to build a business on social media. Now, Josh and I met on Snapchat or some some website like that, right? We were not even friends on Facebook yet. And he's like, we're going to build a whole business online. I'm like, bro, we are not even friends on Facebook. <laughs> How are we going to build an empire on Facebook? We have to be friends first. So Actually, Josh and I became Facebook friends when we started this business together. <laughs> and um, I was kind of in it just because I, I was like, oh, I'm finally going to see his Instagram. I'm finally going to see his Facebook. I'm in. So, um, but I said no. Actually, originally I was like, nope, nope. I want nothing to do with that. I want nothing to do with product. And he signed me up himself. So I did not even pay for the little tiny fee uh, to get started. Like he paid for it for me and uh and it's it's just been crazy it's just been an amazing journey but I will tell you before this um because I now do this full-time so this is my this is my shindig I, I stay at home I am a fur mama like this is what I do full-time what a trip but like a year ago I was working full-time as a nurse and that working it was hard work I work in the field of detoxing individuals off of substances. And I will tell you the hardest part about my job is because I work overnight. So the hardest part about my job was convincing somebody, and I will get a little bit graphic with you guys because I think it's really important, convincing somebody who is so uncomfortable in their own skin, their body is convulsing, their muscles are hurting, they're sweating, they're cold, they're hot, they're throwing up, they're going to the bathroom on themselves, they can't get down off of a bed by themselves, they can't drink water, they can't even reach for the cup. 
and being that person at that moment that says, you can do this. You can do this. We will get through this. I will be here all night. We will get through this because overnight when anybody is, is coming off of a substance, that is the hardest time. That is the time people give up and give in to something that's going to control their body and, and they don't have to make the decision. So I would tell you before this, that's what I did. And I loved it. And I told Josh, no, that's my boyfriend. I said no about this business because I loved being that person that was there to remind them that they could do it. I loved that moment that when three weeks later, four weeks later, they came back and saw me. They look like a new human. I loved that moment. So I loved my job so much because of the belief part of it. I mean, nursing is nursing, okay? Anybody can give pills, give shots, do things, take vitals. But that part of it, that was the part that I was obsessed with. And I never wanted to do anything else because it fueled me so much. So that's what I did before this. And um, I, I, I'm not a drug addict. So a lot of people ask that question because I, I'm yeah. so passionate about that. Um, and I'm not, so I, I literally became a foster kid at 14 and I came from a very abusive childhood. And I remember my first social worker, they put me through like this testing thing and y'all, I will, I will just let you know, I don't do well with tests. Okay. That's the thing. Uh, and they put me through this test and we came out of it and she said, you've never done drugs before. And I said, no, I've never done drugs. She goes, I will tell you this now. If you ever touch one drug, your life will be over because you have such a highly addictive personality at this time in your life. And mm -hmm. at 14 years old, I literally was like, I have been put through the ringer and I have been surrounded by people who use substances and put me through the ringer. And I had the decision for the first time in my life. I was weak, y'all. I was weak. But she said that to me and I, I just got strength. I was like, I have the decision to change my life by not making bad decisions. And so I never I never really did pick up any type of substances and I never went down that road because at 14 she gave me that opportunity to stand strong and say, "Hey, you have a you have a choice here." And I made the choice. And so I'm so passionate and I'm going to open up my own rehabs and I'm going to keep doing on what I do. I've been in I've been in counseling for for kids for a really long time and I am so passionate about making sure that that person knows that they have a choice. I am so passionate about making sure that people know that somebody else believes in them until they have that opportunity to believe in them, that it fuels everything that I do. And, and I lead with a heart of gold because somebody gave it to me at 14 years old with a completely different situation. But everything I go into, I remember those moments and I remember how I felt and I, I literally am like, I'm going to give everybody the same chance. I'm going to give every single person the same chance. And I'll give it to them five times over, 10 times over, 20 times over. I don't care. You're not hurting me. You're hurting you. Like, let's go. I'm still going to be here. You could, you could throw a rock at me. And I'm still going to be like, I believe in you. <laughs> like, that's just how I roll. So that's a good bit about like my past and how it's kind of led up into all of this. Yes, I love that. That was so powerful that she had so many powerful things in there of like being the belief system for other people. And I love that she just said, like, 
what does it hurt me to believe in other people? Like if I am loving on an addict and they fall off the wagon, that doesn't hurt me. I'm going to still be here to believe in them and help them pick themselves back up because them falling off the wagon didn't hurt me, but I'm here to love on them and believe in them. And I think you can really duplicate that into every aspect of your life is when people disappoint themselves, like still be that belief system and then that they're not able to have in that moment in themselves like believing in other people until they can believe in themselves is like we're so aligned on that like that is one of the biggest thing that pushes me forward every single day in everything that i do is like there's somebody out there that needs me to believe in them today yeah i mean i love that she said like we we have a choice like she made a choice at 14. she made the right choice at 14 that a lot of us couldn't make at 20 or 30 or 40 even so like the fact that she realized at 14, like, I have a choice to make. Like, my future is my choice. What choice am I going to make today that will basically, like, show me a vision into my future at the age of 14? What is that choice going to look like? Am I going to make the choice that's going to set me up for success in the future? Or am I going to make the choice that may seem a little bit easier at this point or may seem a little bit like, oh, well, I don't really know what this, what this route's going to take. Let's test it out. So the fact that you had the the power and the control and the mindset to make such a powerful decision at 14, like blows me out of the water, but really gives me a clearer vision as to why you were so successful so fast, because you're able to make adult decisions at the age of 14 because of, of what you've been through and what you had already experienced. So that was super, super powerful. If y'all are not taking notes and applying this to your life, even if you're not in network marketing, I'm not even sure what you're doing or what rock we're living under. <laughs> come on out and join us because this is fire. I absolutely love this. Um, so, so powerful. Um, in terms of business and life lessons and maybe even like quotes that you live by, like, what do you think is the number one tip that you would share with people that you have really implemented into your life and your relationships and your business to reach the level of success that you have? There is literally one thing and it's not, it's not a quote. I mean, it's going to sound like a quote when it comes out of my mouth, but it was a moment and it was something that, so I, I actually ended up living in my car when I was 18. So once you get out of foster care, you can either go into like these programs where you have to have a job or you have to go to school or like you got to be controlled in some sense. Well, I don't know if y'all are picking this up so far, but I'll have to be Miss Independent. So I was not leaning on anybody <laughs> or anything. So um, I actually went home and then my parents very quickly was like, this is not going to work. So I lived in my, in my car for a while and uh, a woman took me in. And this is crazy. Literally, she took me in and I, I slept on her couch. And um, she was my boyfriend's mom at the time, which the father just was not very fond of this <laughs> situation. But she was like, get over your own ego. This girl needs help, you know? So I, I remember sleeping on her couch. And after about a week and a half of being there, I literally broke down. Like, for the first time ever in my life, like, I was so debilitated. Like, I couldn't move off that couch. Um, just, it all hit me, you know, like for the first time in my life, I was actually safe on all levels. Like I was safe. I was in a home for the first time in my life mm -hmm. and a home is so much different than a house. And when somebody who's never had a home sees what a home runs like, it really knocked me off the rocker, like real hard. And I remember she said to me, she didn't give me a lot of time. Okay. She gave me some time. She's like, okay, I'm gonna give you some time because girl, you have not had any time so far in your life. And she said to me, 
I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I just don't know how I'm going to do it. At the time, I wanted to be a nurse. Crazy. Um, and I was like, I just don't know how I'm going to do it because I, I, I'm not very smart and I don't do well in school. And, and I want these things that you have to do all these things. And, and I said, and, and I just, uh, I have no money and all these things. And she was like, you need to stop looking at all the things that you can't do. And you need to start looking at all the things that you can do. Because what's going to happen is you can do this. And then the next day you can do something a little bigger. And then the next day you can do something a little bigger. And she said, baby, I tell you, one day you're going to look back and you're not going to know how the last 10 years passed you by, but you're going to be so thankful that you took baby steps every single day because that woman who's waiting for you 10 years from now, she's going to thank you. Sheesh. Holy moly. <laughs> Y'all, if you did not catch that, I'm going to need you to rewind because that was so powerful. Like, I know y'all can't see me, but there are definitely tears in my eyes because that is so powerful that somebody like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I could dive into on this. But basically somebody who didn't really owe her anything, just gave her everything, like gave her everything that she needed in that moment. And I... I know that she was trying to motivate Jenny to think bigger, but I can almost guarantee you that that woman had no idea that she would play such a big role in Jenny Elizabeth coming, becoming who she is today. Like, I don't think she realized the caliber of what she was saying, but it didn't matter because she wanted to be that hope dealer for Jenny in that moment. And how powerful that just a simple sentence like that, we could impact and create the most massive ripple effect by just being human with people and leading with our heart and being that person that believes in other people before they can believe in themselves. It goes back to every single thing that she just said in the first part of her story of like, just being that hope dealer for people is so, so powerful. And like, stop looking at the things that you can't do and start looking at all the things that you can do. How often do we say, well, I can't be like Jenny because I can't do this or I can't do that or I'm not a nurse or I'm not a this or whatever else. And we forget about all of the powerful qualities and characteristics that are already inside of us that are just kind of sitting being unused because we're so worried about what we can't be in that moment that we forget all of the power that is already inside of us. I absolutely love that. Um, and I love that you talked about um, it was your first time in a home and a house is much different than a home. How have you taken that lesson and applied it to the way that you lead and love on your organization? Because I know 1000% that that has, <laughs> I can just see it now that I've heard you tell that story. I can see it through and through and through in your organization. So I would love to just kind of hear how you have really applied that into creating a loving family culture um, within your organization. Yeah. So, <laughs> so funny, Brittany, because, you know, we go through life and we experience these things and then everything that we go through affects us in some way. So like, it's hard to pinpoint, Hey, this is what changed this, or this is why I lead this mm -hmm. way. But doing this podcast, like, you know, Brittany just noticed something that I noticed at the same time. I, I was like, Oh, wow. You know, that relates straight to how I run the team. Like, Oh my gosh. So, uh, I, run the team exactly that way. So, you know, sometimes you have a teenager who runs off and spends like five days with her boyfriend and then she's in trouble or they're not doing their chores. Or then you have the one kid who's like the overexceller and is like the A plus student and does everything. And then you have your family dinners and, and, you know, you, you know, you watch movies together and you do things, you know, 
a home is where it's not perfect, right? So like home life is not perfect. Let's get that out of the way. So one thing I'm okay with, and which I really lead with is that this is not perfect. We are not perfect. We're going to mess up. That's what we do. Okay. So in a home, you work together to make it better. So I, I just really lead with my heart heavy and I let people know, please don't be perfect. I won't be perfect. When I mess up, I'm go, y'all, I'm really messed up on this. Holy smokes. I did it again. And it's like, I share those imperfections because a home is built on uh, a foundation of trust. And if you are not like being truthful with yourself, then you cannot be truthful with an entire organization. So, you know, we're going to hurt each other along the way. That's part of the process. Every single time something bad happens, something good comes from it. So if there's a little pain along the way, you get some, if you go outside and bump your knee and you bruise yourself, guess what? You get back up. You're still part of the family. It does not matter because this is our home. So I lead that way. And, it, and it's, it's literally imperfect is perfect in my head. And everybody has a, has a spot and everybody's spot is completely different. And sometimes you're going to be that teenager that runs away. And sometimes you're going to be the person that's like fully committed to the family. So it doesn't matter where you're at. I'm going to love you. And the team's going to love you exactly where you're at too, because that's just, that's just what we do. I love it. That is so perfect. I'm, I'm literally going to have to go back and re-listen to this podcast because I can't lead it and take all the notes as I want to. So I'm going to have to rewind and listen to this again because this is so much gold. My brain can't even process all of it. So I hope you guys are taking notes because this is this is crazy. Um, so I just I think it's so important. Sometimes we forget that like the way to make a business feel completely different is to give people a home. There are lots of houses out there in the profession, but like, how is your organization going to be different? And I can guarantee you, if you make your organization a home for people, you are going to stand out and there's not going to be anybody that's going to be able to touch the culture that you have created in your home of a business if you can actually really love people where they are and share your heart and love with people unconditionally, because I know that's always the intention, but sometimes it's hard because like Jenny said, we are imperfect. We are humans. Sometimes we may get upset when somebody is for this week, that teenager that runs away and stays <laughs> with a boyfriend. <laughs> sometimes we got to reel it back in of like, Hey, all of our, we all make mistakes. All of our mistakes are going to look a little bit different, but the fact that we remember to love each other unconditionally in this home, that is our business. Um, I think is so, so powerful. And you kind of just like skimmed right over something that is super, super powerful that I think is a big piece that's missing from this profession, um, is sharing your imperfections with your organization and being willing to apologize for your mistakes. Y'all, this was a very, very, very hard lesson for me to learn. I am very hard-headed. I am very stubborn and I like to be right. Okay. But being right all the time does not build a home in your business. So that was something that I really had to really focus on doing is being willing to not wait for somebody to realize my mistake, but being upfront and honest of like, Hey y'all, I made a mistake. I forgot to do this, or this wasn't my intention or whatever else it may be. And apologizing to the organization. Like that has been one of the most powerful lessons I have had to learn the hard way in this business is really being willing to share my imperfections, but more importantly, like stepping up and being the one to apologize when I make a mistake. 
Um, and that has not only transformed my business, but also my relationships as well. Um, so like, what is your, I guess, what is a tip on really how to, how to create that vulnerability and authenticity within your team while still being like respected as a leader? Does that oh, make that sense? Oh, that makes complete sense. And I'm so glad that was your next question. Cause I was like, I really want to say something. I really want to say something. <laughs> and it's literally answering this question. So that's great. Um, I want, so I'm not a human mom yet. Right. So I'm not a human mom. Um, but I know a lot of you guys are parents that are listening to this. So for the ones that aren't parents, you're just going to have to roll with the punches here. Um, when you had your first child, you didn't know what you were doing. Let's just be honest. Okay. You didn't know what you were doing. As a nurse, I've seen a lot of parents not know what they're doing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know better. And I'm just going to let you do it. But it's like, you don't know what you're doing. And so you create this relationship with your child, but it doesn't happen at once. Like the relationship you have with your child is literally as long as they've been alive. So I'm 32 now. No, I think I'm 31. I don't know how old I am. Okay. <laughs> I'm in my thirties. That's all we need to know about. Um, and my relationship with my father is that old. So our relationship has developed over that time. I have not seen all of what he went through as a parent because I, I wasn't present or I wasn't, I wasn't at a place where I could soak that in or I, I wasn't even focused on it. Right. So like if I'm focused on like just being loved on by my dad, I'm not being focused on that moment when he's like trying to pay bills and, and struggling through things like I'm focused on those things. So something I want to remind every single person is when you start this, you're a brand new parent and your child, they're only going to be focused on what they need. So they're not going to care about all the other things that happen around them because they only need at the beginning to be loved. That's it. They need to be cared for fundamentally. They need to be loved. And that's the same thing if someone coming into your business. If you don't feel cared for in your first 30 days, goodbye. Adios. Like, I'm sorry. Someone's going to take your child from you. They'll be like, I'm sorry. I need to save this child's life and they need to go. Like, but you have to understand that you see so much more as the parent than the child sees. And that's really important to remember because as you're growing and you're developing that relationship, they only see one part of it. They don't need to see all the other things. Oh, I did this wrong. Oh, I got to adjust here. Oh, I got to do this. Da, da, da. I'm sorry, baby. I did that wrong. Like, I love you. Okay. All they focus on, daddy loves me. Okay. But you just admitted you were wrong. So it's really important to remember that first person coming in, they're the newborn. They only care about two things realistically. Show me what I'm supposed to do and love me. That's it. Show me what I'm supposed to do and love me. Give me some directive. Other than that, like I'm good to go. And you as the parent, you don't need to share all of this stuff with that person. They only care about two things. So just remember that. Give yourself some grace. If you're brand new, Hey, welcome to the club. This is my first year in. Like, okay, I'm a brand new parent. I've been a parent for one year, as it seems. So it's like, I know that the team only needs to know so much. And I, as the parent, need to know so much. And I need to reach out to my friends and my mentors and the people that have been parents before to lean on them for advice. That's the other part. Reach out to the people that have done it before. You don't need to do this alone. 
I love that. That's such a great analogy. That is so good of like, when I relate my business to parenting of like, you, people are like, oh, I'm not ready to have kids. Girl, none of us were. Two, three, four, five kids later, we're still not ready to have kids, but we do it anyways. You're never going to be prepared to have kids. Like, you're never going to be as prepared as you feel. So when you start bringing on those new team members and you start growing your organization, you're not going to be as prepared to lead as you thought you were when you didn't have a team. So you're going to fall. You're going to scrape your knee. You're going to make mistakes along the way. So apologize for the things that need to be apologized for, but you don't have to share every single stumble, every single fall either, if it doesn't affect the way that you are loving and leading your organization. So I love that clarification of like, apologize for what needs to be apologized for, but they also don't need to know about the finances <laughs> and the bills and the budget and all of the things too. They don't need to know everything that you're doing behind the scenes, because again, they're a newborn and they only need to know what they need to do. And they only need to know that they are loved. Um, so that was a perfect analogy. I absolutely love that. And I will be stealing that going forward if you are I promise I will give you credit thanks I love it um oh my gosh so so good um I think we'll just kind of oh my my brain is spinning so much there's so much value y'all so I think we'll kind of just like wrap this all up with everything that you've been through in your life in your relationships in your business and everything like imagine that you were just forced to like to completely start over everybody you knew dropped away your friends list dropped away your Facebook dropped away and you had to completely start fresh like where would you even start like you knew no one but you have all the current knowledge that you have the skills the wisdom the experiences that you have what is the first thing that you would do to completely restart your business over again? first off I would be so excited because I would just be like, all right, I've done it before. I know I can do it again. Like I would be pumped if this was like my first opportunity to go because I really did a lot of learning when it came to running this business. <laughs> Holy smokes. Preach it to yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Restart. Okay. I would be a millionaire next year. So it's like, what I would do is I would jump on social media immediately. Like I would be on social media, like hotcakes, like all over it. Um, and I would just be me hundred percent. Like I would just show up as me and I would make sure that every single person knew who I was and I would build my relationship with people. So I'd let them in on different parts of my life and I'd share what I have to offer. Cause if I'm not doing this then something else is coming up. So I don't know what the other opportunity is, right. But like something else is going to come up and I'm going to share it with people. And then I'm going to share myself with people again. And then I'm going to share myself with people again. And then I'm going to share the opportunity. And every single person that I meet, which I do anyways, by the way, I, every single person I meet, like in the middle of the conversation, I ask what they know about a certain thing. And I just I just ask. And they're like, well, I did the keto diet. It's like, wow, you're doing my notary. But yeah, you've done the keto diet. Of course you have. Everyone has. So uh, I, I, I literally, I think it's a good practice to pretend like you're starting over every single day with every person you're talking to. Because that excitement, that, that, that. When you get out of the gate, holy smokes, it's just fire. And if you have the belief and you know what you're doing, oh my gosh, you just need to take advantage of that. So just remember, like, she's asking me, what would I do first? I just get all over social media. Social media is such a powerful tool. But for the people that are, like, not starting anything new and you guys are in your business and you love your business, you love your team, lovely. That's good. Just remember, 
I have one in a kennel and the other one is no good. So, okay. So we're just going to roll with that. Um, I, I would treat every opportunity with a brand new person. Like it's your first day with that same energy because I'm not starting over. Okay. Like I've found my home. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know if another opportunity is going to come around for me to do this, but there is an opportunity with each new person to do it all over again. Yes. I love that. Like the excitement, like think about the first day that you joined your business or even, even if you don't have a business yet and you're thinking about it or whatever else it may be, like the first date that you had with a successful relationship, like the first time that you guys went out somewhere special or the first time you met someone or whatever else, like the butterflies and the excitement and the energy and the passion that you had the first day of that relationship or new friendship or new business or whatever else, like what would your business look like in 90 days if you showed up every single day with that same first day out of the gate excitement and passion? Like I can guarantee you, no matter what your business looks like now, it would look completely different in 90 days if you set that intention and went all in with it. Y'all, if you don't have like at least three pages of notes, I think you fell asleep in the middle and you need to re-listen because holy guacamole, that was so powerful. I, Jenny inspires me every single day. Like I just love the way that she pours into her organization, the way she leads with love and intention with every single thing that she does is so, so powerful to watch and the growth and the success and everything has just completely blown me away. Um, So I have definitely attached myself to Jenny without a second thought, like we are doing this, we're going to the top, we're changing the world. Like our ripple effect alone is going to like blow oceans away. Okay, like let's just be real. So the last thing before I sign off, of course, thank you so, so much for being here, but I want you to let the people, the listeners of the Better Hustle with Brittany Anderson know how they can follow you. What is your Instagram? What is your Facebook name? Whatever way they can contact you on social media, give it to them so they can attach themselves to you. So Jenny Elizabeth, I'm very complicated guys. Jenny Elizabeth is my name on Instagram, J-E-N-N-I-E, and then Elizabeth just spelled normal. On Facebook, you can find me by searching Pursuing Betty all one word. We didn't even get into her, but that's okay. Uh, y'all will figure that out. If you end up following me, uh, you'll figure out who Betty is. And that's pretty much it. So Facebook and Instagram. And I just, I want to thank you so much, Brittany, for this opportunity. I, I love working with you. Oh my gosh, I really do. Uh, so I, I know every single person who has the opportunity to work with you. I mean, I, if I could sign up all over again, I'd have you sign me up. I'd have you pay my, I'd have you pay my referral fee. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> Let me have your credit card. It was only a little bit, you know? So like, if I could choose who else would pay for my fee, just kidding. We don't pay for people's fees. Just Josh did that. He's a weirdo. Um, like I would just, I would be so thankful to be in your organization because the leader that you are, um, I know that you are so invested in everybody winning. And I think that is so admirable in somebody. It's not, it's not about Brittany Anderson, y'all. It's about, you know, and I won't, I won't list all their names because I'm going to get in trouble if I start listing names, but <laughs> it's about those people who are winning with her. And it, it's just, it's really cool to be a part of. So thank you so much for allowing me to be on here. I appreciate you beyond words. Yes, of course, of course. One final thing. If you guys got some value from this, do us a favor, screenshot this, 
share it in your Instagram story. Feel free to tag me at BA Boss Babe. Feel free to tag, tag Jenny at Jenny Elizabeth and let us know what your biggest takeaway was as well. But we love you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you so, so much for hanging out with us. Come back for more amazing interviews. I'm not sure how we're going to top this one with Jenny Elizabeth, but I'm going to try to find somebody to top Jenny Elizabeth. I don't know. It's going to be a full-time job, but we love you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you guys so much for hopping on and we will catch you next time on The Better Hustle with Brittany Anderson.